want to take the time and just have a conversation with my people. And when I say my people, you know, this is not to exclude anyone, but I am in this society denoted as a black male. And I would be remiss to not even speak on some of the matters that are going on with my people. And the way things look and the way things are happening is looking pretty grim. Because as a people, the black people, African-American, Negro, or colors like they used to call us back in the day, we've had so many descriptions over the centuries that, you know, I've had an argument, well, a discussion with a young lady. She told me she didn't even know what to call us. She was white, Anglo-Saxon, but I can't even say that because African-Americans are black, so the only people in this society who don't have a, a source or root designation. You know, if you talk to a white person, they can tell you that, oh, I'm Irish or... I'm Italian or I'm Greek or European or, you know, they could pinpoint it. If you talk to a person that's literally from Africa, Nigerian, Ghanan, South African, Ethiopian, you know, they can pinpoint it. And even deeper for them, well, I know a few personally, they have tribes that they all separate into. So they can even pin back, pinpoint back to their tribes in their countries and cities. And there are some white folks, you know, that can do the same, but the African-Americans um, were the only people who cannot. And it's another conversation I had with a young Korean girl. She was actually mixed with Russian and it tickled me. And um, um, she clearly looked Asian. And I asked her, you know, what was her ethnicity? And she said she didn't want to talk about it. And I said, well, why not? She said, it's complicated. And she told me her mother was Korean. And then she said that her father was of Russian descent. And then I asked her, you know, does she speak Russian? And she said, well, you see, this is why I didn't want to talk about it. I said, what, what is, what's the problem? She said, well, he was raised in America, so he's pretty much American. He's never been to Russia. And I laughed. <laughs> And I guess, you know, he was either second generation or whatever. And she's like, he's not Russian, he's American. And, and, and it tickled me so much. I said, you know what? I've never been to Africa. Do you know what they call me? And it kind of got awkward in the room, but I was being real. Like, so your dad's never been to Russia. He's of Russian descent, clearly. You've met your grandparents, you know who they are. But because he's never been there, wasn't born there, He's American. And I've never been to any parts of Africa. Wasn't born there. Neither was my mother, my grandfather, my great-grandfather. But somehow, I have to bear the title of African-American. But um, I won't digress from that. But we'll move on. Um, so, <clears throat> in our society, as black people, African-Americans, whatever they're calling us this year, um we got a lot to do a lot of work to do within our people so I wrote something that I want to read 
and, and it's just this is where I am because I don't want you to pigeonhole me as just a motivational speaker. Now I will not isolate a group of people or make somebody feel like, oh, I can't listen to Mr. Will because he's a this side, left side, right side, whatever. I speak on what needs to be spoken on because I'm not at the end of the day, I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm a man with a voice. And this is what I'm using. And when I say voice, I don't mean platform. I mean my actual voice. I'm a man with a voice. I have a point of view. Um, some things I can just shrug off. Some things don't really bother me as much as it would bother people. You know, I do get into some dark humor. You know, some stuff I laugh at in a movie that other people might find offensive. You know, so, you know, it is what it is. But there's some things going on that can't be ignored. So I got something I wanted to read. Let me pull it up here. And it says, the title is, What Now? The world would have us believe that you are my enemy and I yours. For city streets, city blocks, and primary colors, we waged wars. With the introduction of drugs, we lost lives, destroyed families, and sold souls. Now the trick is that this was by our own doing and desires. False. This was someone else's plan for our people and community, and we let them in. I won't throw rocks, and I won't kick dust. What has been done has been done. My question is, what do we do now? What do we do now since our fathers and brothers have been falsely accused and wrongly imprisoned? and force-fed the idea that if they would sell drugs to their own communities, that they could feed their families, gain some vain notoriety, and simultaneously make it out of the environment their oppressors has designed for them. What do we do now since our mothers and sisters have become dope fiends and prostitutes, casting away their children and families, coerced into having a good time nobody would even know and everybody's doing it, constantly tapping on her shoulder and the pressure of being a beautiful young black woman with big dreams in a small town and believing her boyfriend when he says, if you love me, you would do it. What do we do now since our children have been stripped away, molested and belittled? They were made to feel worthless, inferior, unwanted and unacceptable. They have been labeled isolated and left to deal with confusion and emotions on their own and surviving the best way they know how and using the examples of this broken system as a beacon of light seeing football or basketball as a means of escape or walk the path of drug dealing and prostitution paved by the ones that came before them we cannot change the past, but we can influence the future. So what must we do? We must remember the ones that pass, honor the elders that remain, love the ones that are with us, forgive the ones that hurt us, find the ones we lost, and teach the ones that follow. We will show our children that they are worth our time, commitment, and fighting for. We will teach them that their athleticism comes second to their intellect and character. We will honor our mothers, wives, and sisters, and daughters, and tell them they are beautiful just the way the Creator made them. Show them they don't have to look any further 
and they can find fulfillment in us. Teach them that the value of their mind far exceeds any price they could put on their bodies. Lastly, we must tell our fathers, husbands, brothers, and sons that they are important and we need them too. They are every son's idol, every daughter's hero, and every wife's dream. They must know that they are the head of the house and also equally a pillar in the community. We must remind them that tough times will come, but as long as we have each other, we already have all that we need. We may not be brothers in arms, but as brothers, sisters, and a community, we can lock arms and stand together.